Well, I, I must say I had a... Um, took me a little time to get my coffee here. It's my second coffee. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Some people might see me coming in the building. I got my coffee in a little bag. Sure. And they're like, what is this guy? What is it, morning? Uh-huh. It's not. It's a one thirty. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I already had my coffee. I had breakfast. So you had your morning coffee already? Yes. I had just the one cup, though. I have two cups. Okay. Do, oh, did we start yet? Sure. Why not? It's the Red Eye Pod. It's the Red Eye Podcast, sure. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. The the uh, I, I have two cups a day. You know, a lot of people think because I talk I talk a pretty good coffee game. You do. Uh, or coffee, as I call it. Why mm-hmm. Why did uh, why, why did that become? It, it wasn't coffee, right? The coffee. No, it's not coffee. No, but everyone was like making like you know coffee. Yeah, because it looked like coffee. Looks kind of like coffee. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I. I talk about coffee. I think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think about it before I go to bed at night. Uh-huh. You know, I think I'm going to have coffee when I wake up. Like, that's so much. I, I love it so much. <laughs> so <okay>? weird. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, um, I have two. I, I only have two cups. A lot of people think, oh, that guy must be drinking coffee all day. Sure. You know, he takes pictures of his coffee. Uh-huh. Um, but it's two cups a day because I don't uh, I'm not going to drink coffee all day. Okay. You know, it's got too much – it's got a lot of caffeine in it. Sure. What about, what about the decaf option? Um, I think that it is um, stinky. Uh-huh. It stinks. Okay. It smells bad. All right. I don't like the smell of decaf. Uh-huh. It smells chemical. Uh, it's, I can smell the chemicals coming off it. Huh. I know um, people don't believe me when I say that. Yeah. But um, I've challenged people. I said, line them up. I'll tell you. The, I'll, I'll point out the decaf. Uh, you've you. taken the decaf challenge? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, I, I, I've never taken it. Because no one, no one wants to uh, I take, gotcha. go to the effort to sure. line up the decafs. But if you, if you, you know, put your nose over a cup of decaf, you can smell the, you can smell what went on there. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> the process to get the caffeine out of the beans, uh-huh. it's, it's abusive. <laughs> it's abusive to the beans. Yes. Okay. And uh, so you're like the pita of coffee. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. They have, you know, and people say they always have. Well, uh, I buy, uh, I buy decaf beans. They are the Swiss water process. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what the Swiss water process I, is? I don't. They, they take the beans. Uh-huh. All right. Now this is the so-called natural process. They they take the beans and they soak them. And I'm, I'm giving you the the you know the the man on the street okay, version here. Sure. You know, I don't want to get all technical because I'm sure there's going to be some coffee people who write in and say, "Hey, that's, that's you missed a step in the the Swiss water process." Uh-huh. <laughs> but essentially, they take the beans, they wa- they they wash them in water. Okay. They they, they make coffee out of them. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? They wash all the 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 uh, caffeine out of them, and then they now they're caffeineless beans. Okay. okay. So now you have a bunch of caffeine and co- you have a bunch of coffee basically. They okay. make coffee. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Then. They boil. They put the, this chemical all over the the, the the coffee. They spray it with the chemicals. Uh-huh. You know the same chemicals they used to use on the beans when they before they had the Swiss water thing. Okay. They they put the chemical on it and it rises the caffeine to the top. Uh-huh. And then it it uh, evaporates the caffeine off off of it. You know, and then you're left with this kind of coffee concentrate. Okay. They put it back. They wash it back into the beans and they bake the coffee back into the beans. The, the caffeineless coffee. None of this makes sense to me. The thing is, they use chemicals. Mm-hmm. I'm saying in the middle they 
in the middle of this natural Swiss water process, they still use the chemicals to get the caffeine, to draw the caffeine out of it. Okay. Then you get these beans. They've been beaten, you know, they've been abused their whole life, and then you grind them down, you make coffee out of them. I mean, it's like just, you know... I don't like it. I don't like the uh, whole thing. If I could go back in time, I think the first thing I would do is, is kill Hitler, and the second thing I would do is not ask you about decaf coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even sure of that order, to be honest. Exactly. His <laughs> priorities. You're like, yes. I'll get to Hitler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how this goes. I went to Gotan. Gotan. It's on 40, uh, 46th Street. I don't even I, – I don't – I, I don't drink coffee. I mean, let me oh, ask you this. It's good. It's you, good. You used to uh, – so you only have your two cups of coffee a day. Yeah, two a day. Uh, for a while on Red Eye, which is a TV show we both used to do, Yeah. Um, you would have – you had a coffee press. Yes. Uh, at the table. And before my halftime report, you would rudely press some coffee. Mm-hmm. Were you drinking that? Yes. Okay. So but was, I would only what, have a sip – I would only have a little sip. Okay, okay. I wasn't oh. trying to trap you here. I was, I was honestly I asking. I didn't want to. The thing yeah. is, let's face it. That little coffee press, that was for show, Andy. Okay. All right. Um, I, it's just a prop. I rode to fame on my love of coffee, <laughs> yes. and so I thought I had to deliver the goods. <laughs> <laughs> I had to deliver the goods and, and, and you know, back it up. Uh-huh. And I was the guy who drank coffee on his show at right. night. You know? Right. Uh, because, you know, to tell you the truth, I love... Uh, I love the I love when people drink coffee at night. Mm-hmm. You know, after a meal when they order a coffee. Sure, I think it's a great thing. I wish I could do it, but yeah. it keeps me awake. I wish I was one of those guys. You know, I remember I can remember at um, at Caroline's. I was you know you're struggling to go on. You know, right. you're, you're trying to get your you're trying to get your your uh, your acting gear. Yeah, and you want to play with the big guys. You know, and I would MC a lot. I would MC at Caroline's because I'm a good MC. I'm a vuncular. I'm charming. I'm you know I'm I'm not gonna uh, make any waves. I'm going to entertain people, but I'm going to get out of the way. Sure. You know, I'm not going to... People don't mind following... They never minded following me. Right. I didn't, you know... Right. I didn't do anything untoward. Right. So anyway, I'm a good host. So they, they that's how I broke in as a, as an MC. So I would MC at Caroline's. I'd MC at, at Gotham. Well, then there came a time when I started getting spots. And so... But that's the real thing. You're going out during weeknights and you're doing spots. Mm-hmm. So I got up on stage at Caroline's and uh, it was like, you know... It was like Louis or something or Patrice or one of these guys on. And then I had to go up after him. And I'm doing okay. I'm holding my own. You know mm. what I mean? It's like one of the – and I'm like, this is it. It's like a weeknight. It's like a kind of a drunk crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm wor- it's working. Right. And then I look over and Attell is waiting to go on after me. And I was like, I can't believe it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in between, uh, you know, Patrice and, and, and uh, Attell. Right. And Attell is drinking his double espresso before going on. It's like 1030 uh, on a weeknight. Right. And he's drinking a double espresso. And I remember thinking, I should be concentrating on my set. But I'm thinking like, that, that's like, I wish I could. <laughs> be like a tell right. and drink a double espresso. Right, but a tell wasn't drinking a double espresso and going to bed at midnight. No, no, he was, <laughs> he was staying up was fairly late. It was the start of a yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, he was, that just was getting breakfast going. coffee exactly. for a tell. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, I had a friend when I lived uh when I first moved to LA, I lived with uh an old college buddy of mine who was out there and was a, a personal trainer slash actor as I, half of L.A. It's is. the greatest gig to get. No, absolutely. And, I, I mean, he now owns a couple of gyms with his wife and whatever, you know, and he's, he's doing all right for himself. Um, so you and John Bazedow are hanging out. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, he would be up at God knows what time in the morning because personal trainers, you're training clients at 6 a.m., you know, all these Hollywood power players absolutely. who were going to the gym before they go – 
make three hundred million dollar movies that earn ten dollars at the box office. <laughs> and and he would get home at like I don't, you know eight nine at night, and he'd have auditions during the day and whatever. And he, you know, and he would come home and he would eat dinner and he would drink a couple of cans of coke, mm-hmm. and then go to bed. And, I, you know, I'm an insomniac, so I'd be sitting out in the living room because I was living on his futon basically for, you know, yeah. for like six months. And within like five minutes, I would hear him lightly snore. He'd be asleep. And I'd be like, how the hell did you – you just drank two cans of Coke. <laughs> yeah, and it's – And five minutes later, you are out cold. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's worse because if I would, were to drink a Coke, I really would be wired because it's got the caffeine and sugar. And it's exactly. just – Yeah. It, it's, it's – I once had a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. I was up for two days. <laughs> I mean, it was in. I was in Germany. I was shooting a, a McDonald's com- a German McDonald's commercial. Uh, Gruß Gott. That was my line. Uh, I don't know what. I, great God. What? Great, great God. I said Great God in the McDonald's commercial. Great Isn't that God. amazing? It's Great God. Yeah. Gruß Gott. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I forget. Uh, yeah. I looked at the Big Mac and I said Gruß Gott. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They would never do that in the USA. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I was um, in Germany, and then went out that night. You know, there was some kind of like, oh, the director was like, oh, we're going to go hang at the something. It was like a nightclub. So horrible. You know, like a a club with like, and just like, you know, young people and this whole scene. Sure. And uh, I was like, I don't want to drink. I said, I, I... I don't know what it was. I was I was tired. I was exhausted because I had jet lag. Mm. I was like, I'm so tired. I don't want to drink. And the guy was like, oh, have one of these. So he gave me a red. It was like before Red Bull was big in the uh, U.S. Yeah. And, you know, because this must have been what? This was like, this is like the late 90s, I guess. Uh. Right? So he, uh, I, I drank it and it was like this sweet drink, whatever. And I couldn't, I didn't understand why I just, you know, sight unseen. Right. I don't know what the heck I'm drinking <laughs> right. mystery fluids for in Germany, but yeah. I did. <laughs> then I went home to my hotel room and I was watch. I was staying, like I couldn't go to sleep. I'm watching late night TV. It's in German. Uh-huh. I can't tell. And then I, I never went to sleep and the sun started coming up and I was watching um, what's that? Teletubbies? Uh-huh. Teletubbies in German? <laughs> sure. Now, Teletubbies is weird enough in English. Right. <laughs> uh, and um, so it was It was Teletubbies. Or were they even speaking? Did they speak at all, or was Teletubbies silent? I, don't, I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think it was monosyllabic. Yeah, they had like some Teletubby language. Or yeah, they were like, like ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like German that, right. you know? Right. But uh, so I, I didn't go to sleep. And then the next day we had a shoot. Was, there was more shooting to be done. And then I, the next night I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm gonna, and I went home and I couldn't get to sleep again. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> From one Red Bull. It was, you know, the stuff is horrible. It's got, it's, it's loaded with sugar. Well, it tastes disgusting. I don't know how anybody ever drank that. I don't know how, yeah. you know. And, you know, Gaffigan used to drink it before the shows. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, let's get going. He'd come in, he'd have his Starbucks. Right. And then he'd take a, he wouldn't drink the whole thing, but he'd have half a Red Bull and then go on stage. Yeah. Well, there was a, I mean, there was definitely a long period, and maybe this, I don't think this is still the case, but there was a long period, and this is also when I was living in L.A. because it was that time. Crash, you were crashing. You were living well, the, the crashing dream. I was. I was. I think by now I had, by then I had my own apartment. Um, but vodka Red Bull oh. was the big drink, especially yeah. for girls. Mm-hmm. Girls would walk into a bar and, you know, all four of them would order vodka Red Bulls. Yeah. And they would drink those all night. Because they want to be like, yay, we're having fun. I get and I, And <laughs> probably it also <clears throat> maybe mitigates the alcohol effect because alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. So that's it, what it was supposed to do. Let you party so all night. Let you party all night yeah. without getting too drunk, yeah. I guess. But I can only imagine the hangover from vodka Red Bull. Yeah. It's uh it's insane. Yeah. Um so what are you are you back on Twitter, Andy? I feel like I saw some tweets yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see I that got, ghost. I got sucked back in. What's the ghost, Andy? It's yeah. all yours. But where'd it come from? It's not all mine. Oh it isn't? No, it's it's a um it's uh a, a 
T-shirt I have. I, I, maybe see me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I assumed like some fan made the T-shirt no, for no, you. No, no, that's no, 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 no. It's a band called The Both, which oh. is uh, Amy Mann and Ted Leo. Oh, <clears throat> both of whom I'm uh, vaguely friendly with. And right. Whatever. And I just for some reason I really liked the logo. Yeah. Um, and it seemed oddly suited to me. I but it's their really band's logo. Sure. Well, it's on one of their T-shirts. I don't know if it's their band's official logo. Yeah. Um, but it's now so. There's no bad blood. They're not like Andy. You st- no. I, that I, ghost means Andy leaving. I now. actually, um, <laughs> uh, m- one of my friends was wearing it, and he's friends with uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, uh, who follow you know we follow each other on Twitter, and and uh, my friend Kevin was telling me that. Uh, Paul Tompkins saw him in the shirt and was like, oh, cool Andy Levy shirt. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and I basically at some point – that happened again. Someone tweeted at me that, that that had happened and I said, yeah, I said basically I live in mortal fear that – you know, and I copied them on it. Amy Mann and Ted Leo will sue me. Yeah. Uh, and they both said they would not. They would not. Yes. Even though there's this nice, so, sweet parent company be just ready to be. <laughs> I, know. I know. I don't know. I don't think they could. Sue. I mean, I'm only using it as a Twitter. Yeah, avatar. A Twitter avatar. I, I don't think I, I'm not. And, I, and anyone that asks, I would send because the people used to ask, and I would send them a link to the the both's website to where the T-shirt was. To I was like, you can buy this. Yes. So I was I was helping them. Yeah. Is the way I look at it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny to hear that that Paul Tompkins actually said. <laughs> That to my friend. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, to me, that's what it says. I see that, and I think uh, Andy Levy. And when I see you in that shirt, I think Andy mm-hmm. Levy in an Andy Levy T-shirt. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, it's kind of meta when I wear it. <laughs> you know who, whose avatar, uh, Tass, the resident artist, mm-hmm. uh, the avatar is a drawing I did. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there's this game online where you draw, it's called Draw It or Draw Me or something. Um, you know, it's... Uh, Draw something. Right. And you have to figure out what they're drawing. It's like you, you draw. A, it's uh, They give you a word. It's like, they, you know, it's like password yeah, or, sure. yeah. or whatever or it's Pictionary called. or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. It's yeah. like Pictionary in, a, in an app. Yeah. And I play it with my daughter. I play it with Tass. I assumed it, like when I got it, when I got the, the the Draw Something app, I just – I was like, well, I bet Tass is on here. Uh-huh. So I put Tass's email in uh-huh. and boom. Yeah. So uh, – so then, at some point, I forget what it was. I drew Tess a big picture uh-huh. to, you know, say it was like, you know, the thing was baton. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I draw Tess holding a baton. Uh-huh. Uh, but then uh, it became, you know, I noticed it popped up on Twitter. I was like, wow, that picture yeah. lives on. And it's a terrible. It's a, It's. I would have been more careful about my drawing. Sure, it's not a good drawing at all. Uh, but but that's that's sort of it's nicer that I way. I guess it's so. rough. It's you know, yeah. it's it's a peek into the deranged mind of Tom Chalou. Yes, exactly. Which is always good. Yeah. Although now I blew it. Like it was secret. Now it's out there. Yeah. Now, yeah. Everyone knows what a bad artist I am. <laughs> So speaking of deranged minds, I am now I'm in full Twin Peaks obsession mode, Tom. Oh, really? That's all I think about. You so like it's like your coffee, like you go to bed thinking <clears throat> about it. Yeah, and here's the odd thing is that up until like maybe a month or two ago, I had never seen an episode of Twin Peaks. Really? <clears throat> I know. Wait a minute, not the original. Yeah, yeah. And you were in prime time, or maybe you know what? It's I might have been a little young. Yeah. Right, because it was it was like early '80s. No, it was late 80s. It was late 80s. Because I can remember. So I should have watched it. It was like late 80s because I can remember being um, in an improv group in Boston, Mm -hmm. Guilty Children. And then someone came on stage and said, who's taping Twin Peaks? Like they stopped the improv and said, who's taping Twin Peaks? Right. Like back when people taped with VCRs. No, no, absolutely. You really had to tape back then. Yeah. And it got a big laugh, you know, because it was like, you know, Twin Peaks, taping Twin Peaks was so important. That you would stop your job to make sure someone was taping it. Right. 
I yeah. mean, that was Dorothy Dwyer who yelled that out. I'm, rem- <laughs> I'm remembering that improv sketch <laughs> clearly. So yeah, I don't I don't know why I never watched it when it was originally on because clearly it was a I mean it was a cultural phenomenon. I was just reading some. I mean it, it pulled like. Like the first episode pulled like thirty plus million viewers. Thirty million. Yeah, which obviously this is pre-cable mainly. Yes. So, but still, that was unbelievable. But did they keep it up? No, it must have. No, fallen it, off. it it slowly tailed off because it was and, so uh, weird. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'd never seen it, and anyone who actually knows me, or even people that know me from Red Eye, would would always, you know would think, well, that's such a you show. Yeah. Like, how have you not seen Twin Peaks? And they're absolutely right. So. You know, they announced the new season and whatever. So a couple starting, and so a couple months ago, I was like, "All right, let me finally dive into this." Yeah. And so I watched the first season and loved it. And I watched, uh, and I just over this the past two weeks ago, I guess, right before the new season, the new series started, Mm -hmm. I watched the first nine episodes of season two, which takes you to you find out who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah, and then on the advice of a ton of people, I skipped to the very last episode of the second season because the second season, from basically episodes ten on, is not good. For oh, whatever. And how many says. episodes in a season? Like twenty three. Oh or yeah, so. like old TV. Old yeah, time. exactly. So I was like, all right, I'm I'm running out of time here. It was like the day before the new series was going to premiere. I was like, yeah. Let me, I'll, I'll just jump ahead. So I did that. Then the new series started. I watched uh, the first two episodes the night they aired. Uh, thought it was amazing. The Third and fourth episodes, Showtime put online. So I watched those before they aired. And then last weekend, I watched uh, Firewalk With Me, the Twin Peaks movie. Mm -hmm. And then I watched – there's a 90-minute thing called Missing Pieces, which is deleted and extended scenes from Firewalk With Me. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched that. Uh, I rewatched episodes three and four when they aired on Showtime because there was a – there was a a weather delay at the uh, Coca-Cola 600, the NASCAR race on it. And I also read uh, a book that I found on Amazon. It's an oral history of Twin Peaks. And I read that entire book on like also like in one day on yeah. Sunday. And I'm just now thoroughly – I'm in full obsession mode. You know what? If I could go back in time, do you know what I would do, Andy? What? I'd just kill Hitler. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but uh, I do want to uh, – I'll probably watch Twin Peaks. I got to put it in the you know in the old Shalou yeah queue. The I amazing the... thing is how many people on that show were also on Seinfeld. Really? Yeah, it's just every well because so many LA actors <clears throat> were on Seinfeld. Well, right? you had like uh, and I'm going to totally butcher their names, but the 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 people who played Susan George's fiance's yep. parents. Yeah, uh, I think is it Russ Hamlin? Was it the guy? I, 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 I'm totally blanking, but they, they both have big roles in Twin Peaks. Right. Well, Russ Tamblin uh, was in West Side Story. West Side Story. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. The is, Jets. It is Russ Tamblin. Yeah. Uh, and I'm totally blanking. The Sharks. The Jets. He was in the he was in the Jets. Yeah. And then there's uh, Mr. Pitt popped by in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget who else. There were like there's one or two other that they would just pop up and you'd be like, oh, I remember them from. Oh, the the lady who. Uh, uh, who Jerry stole the marble rye from? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it plays a grandmother on the, this weird grandmother and her weird grandson. Uh, she, so she's on it. So everyone's, but it was of that time. Yeah, you know. So it, it makes perfect sense. And and but it's just very weird seeing them in totally different contexts. I never. I. I oh, you're not a Seinfeld guy. I, I am a Seinfeld this? guy. Yeah, but uh, you know, I probably haven't seen them all. I've seen a lot of Seinfelds. Right, but. It's like The Simpsons. Like a lot of people are like, like I haven't seen all The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I, I've seen, like obviously the the Simpsons has been on forever. Yes. but most people have seen 
Most Seinfeld fans have seen them right. all. Not, oh, Seinfeld, yes. Yeah, but I would say, you know, 75%. Really? Because, yeah, there's still people mention episodes. I'm like, nah, I didn't, you know, uh-huh. uh, I didn't see that. But uh, I, I, I must have auditioned for Seinfeld five times. Really? Because I was out in, I was in L.A. for a year in the 90s. Mm. And, you know, what was it? When was Seinfeld? From, like, 93 to 99 or something like that? Or? It was, well, it was earlier than 93 because I remember I was in the... It was on while I was in the army. And yeah, I was in the army ninety to ninety five. So it was like probably around ninety five. I uh-huh. mean, it was in the the, the throes of Seinfeld, yeah. and um, and uh, I you know I I would I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to get a Seinfeld. I'll get I'll get it one of these days, and then I never did. I bet if I stayed in L.A., I would have got a, gotten on Seinfeld, um, but uh, no, didn't do it. Huh? Didn't get there. Yeah, I see. You know, it's just like. Read for everything. Then it was like I was a professional auditioner, just running <laughs> around that whole year. You can audition so much more in L.A. and you feel like things are going so much better. Right, but they're going so much worse. <laughs> right, you know, I'd, I'd drive. You have to drive an hour to get to a commercial audition. Yeah. Whereas in New York, you just run around and do voiceover auditions all day long. Uh-huh. And in L.A., it was like drive to Santa Monica, go back up to the valley. <clears throat> um, you know. But it was cool because you were listening to the Carpenters. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is, you got something with the Carpenters. <laughs> Driving through the hills, you know. So it was like, it was really glamorous. <laughs> but the, uh, did you see the uh, the, the David Lynch, uh, what was the, the David Lynch movie that takes place in L.A.? Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Yes. I mean, yes. that is, uh, you know, I've seen it probably, uh, probably only twice, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I've I've gone online and looked into you know I like to look into the theories of it and right. the message boards yeah, and people absolutely. talking about it yeah uh, because it's so it's got so many so much going on there yeah. you know um, but it's kind of that's the you know of all the David Lynch stuff it's closest that's closest to Twin Peaks isn't it? I think in you're the, right and the thing is I'm not in general I'm not a huge David Lynch guy uh-huh. uh huh. And I'm about to I, – I just ordered – I don't even know why I did this. I, I ordered the Criterion Blu-ray of Eraserhead, which is a movie I've never liked. Yeah. So I basically just spent $25 to rewatch a movie I've never liked. Yeah. And which I probably could have found online for like, and rented for like <laughs> three bucks. But I'm like, oh, there's a Criterion edition, so let me buy it, which yeah. is so dumb. There's probably some great extras, uh-huh. though. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a booklet and uh, it's made from a 4K master and whatever. But I I loved Mulholland Drive when yeah. it came out. I just – for whatever – I was living in L.A. I think when it came out mm-hmm. and it just – it really does sort of – in its own odd way, it, it captures – Everything that's good and bad about L.A. Yeah, and David Lynch. Yeah, and, and and I really liked it. But I'm not like I'm not even. I know Gutfeld is a huge Blue Velvet fan. Yeah, I never was a huge Blue Velvet fan. Like I just remember thinking, this is it's to me. It always struck me as being weird for weird's sake, uh-huh. which is probably not the case. And I probably need to rewatch all of these things now that I'm older and whatever. But. Uh, but that was always my thought about David Lynch is like, oh, he's just doing this weird – which is what his critics to this day will still say. Yes. But now I'm just wondering, now that I love Twin Peaks, maybe I need to revisit all these movies and I'll feel differently about well, them. Well, it was more – it was the typical – like you can see why the, why um, why Blue Velvet was the, the big hit of David Lynch. Sure. Because it was the most – um, you know, scene chewing y. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and what's his name there? Uh, Easy Rider. You yeah, know Dennis I mean? uh, yeah. Hopper. Yeah. Like, it's. I can remember because this was the time that, that I was. I mean, th- these were the days I was watching movies all, over and over and over again all the time because I worked at the Somerville Theater uh-huh. and I was a movie theater guy. And I can remember everyone going crazy over Blue Velvet, right? 
Um, but I remember thinking something wild was a was a better film. Like right. it was. I remember thinking now Ray Liotta in something wild. Now that is a scary guy to me because it seemed real to me. Uh, and Blue Velvet was like all right with the masks and the you know right. It all seemed affected. Affected. Yeah. And there was and I so you know not that you want to compare those two movies at all, but the thing was it was around the same time, mm. and I was like to me. Now, that's a more – that guy freaks me out more uh, because he's like a kind of a guy I went to high school someone with. Someone you would know, yeah. Yes, and it just seemed more real to me, right. less like a horror movie, more like a palpable, right. uh, you know, um, uh, horror. Yeah. Um, but the – yes, I mean, the thing is the the uh, Blue Velvet is – I think, you know, that's another one I should probably – I like to raise your head. Yeah, I have to give it another shot. I, I don't think I've seen it since it was maybe – I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I don't think I saw it. In the th- I probably watched it on a VHS tape, like, yeah. you know, whatever, and I just did not get it at all. <laughs> but I was young, so I, I, I'll, I'll let you know how it is. Yes. Uh, maybe I'll lend you the, the Criterion. Do you have a Blu-ray player, Tom? I, I have a Blu-ray player, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I've ever used it. Really? It's just sitting there because we have, you know, DVDs. It's DVD, Blu-ray. Uh, you can play both. Of course. And um, I think we have... You know, we we get the DVDs and the you know it's like I don't think my wife or my kids care about that. So they, we probably get if we buy the movie up, uh-huh. it has it has the Blu-ray in it. and right. They probably don't even stick it in. Oh, so you just stick in the DVD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, and I don't care. I'm not like kind of enforce the Blu-ray, uh, right? You know, but uh, but there's a huge like I have a yeah I have a 4K Blu-ray player now. Yeah, yeah. And I like it, and it's uh, like 4K movies look amazing. Yeah. But it's not a huge leap from Blu-ray the way Blu-ray is from DVD. Yes. Like, DVD to Blu-ray is a huge – like, it's instantly noticeable. Yes, yes. I told you, my wife, when we first got the digital TV, oh, yeah. she would switch it back to SD. <laughs> right. She couldn't deal with the sharpness. <laughs> yeah. She was like, this bothers me. Because <laughs> there was something – there's something smooth about a, uh, an image, you know, when you're watching, you know, Hawaii Five-0 uh-huh. on an SD, right. you know. It's right. like, oh, look, Hawaii looks nice. <laughs> uh, but that – you know, when you're watching the waves crash in digital, uh-huh. it's a little unsettling sure. sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but David Lynch is somebody that I have – I will – for instance, what was the one with uh, Nicolas Cage where he's like walking across the cars at the end? Uh, you know, it's like – Is that Wild at Heart? Wild at Heart. Okay. Yeah. Wild at Heart is one of those movies and it's, it's, it happens every once in a while where I'm watching the movie and I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. Uh-huh. And it's unforgivable as right. I'm watching it. And I'm like, I can't even believe I'm sticking through this. And then, you know, uh, at the very end of the movie uh-huh. – that like it, I bought it. The last scene, uh-huh. I, I forget what's happening on the highway. He's like walking over the cars to get to you know his his woman or whatever, and it's so ridiculous. It's like there, there's something about that last scene, and I was like, oh, I buy the whole thing now. Uh-huh. Like I went back and retroactively enjoyed right. the movie that I hated. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. And it's like I, that's the way Pulp Fiction was for me. Mm. My first viewing of Pulp Fiction, I was like, this is ridiculous. Really? I hated it. And then they got in the dungeon with the stupid. I mean, uh. there's so much like stuff in there that I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, uh-huh. I can't stand this guy with the <laughs> ultra violence and, yeah. the, you know, and, the, and the, you know, the sexual dungeon and all this stuff. Uh. I thought it was just, you know, uh, I don't know, if exploit, exploitative or it was just it, it, whatever that, that word is mm. that I'm looking for. Yeah. And but then at the end of the movie. When he doesn't remember when they, when, you know, I, I can't even remember the, the, you know, the, the, the famous lines at the end of the movie. But they, they, uh, they don't shoot the place up. Like he walks away. Right. He gives that speech and he walks away. To me, the whole movie was like 
it was we were he he tricked us like he he frothed us up with the ultra violence <laughs> uh-huh. and the only thing you're satisfied in the end is you want him you know uh to blow a mother away, like at the end, like you want right. him to stand up and you're like, okay, here it comes. Right. The ultimate bloodbath. And then he doesn't. He gives a speech and he almost like, it's like a great message and he walks away and I'm like, oh, I, I get it now. <laughs> I get the whole thing. And now when I watch the movie, it's like, it, you know, to me, it's like retroactively, you can, that's when I, to me, that's my favorite thing. When a film can uh, drive you back through the movie and yeah, make absolutely. you reassess it. Right. And I think David Lynch has the ability to do that because yes. so many there are so many moments that go on forever and ever, yeah. and you're like, oh, give me a break, you know. Yeah. And then it's like, but if you let it sink in, if you give in, right? If you give in, right. And stop struggling. Well, and which is what you have to do with Twin Peaks. I mean, you, <laughs> because it's so over the top and yeah. absurd. And I was actually just saying to a friend of mine that I I may actually I, I may rewatch it from the first ep. Yeah. Because now. Like when you're watching it the first time, and I somehow I had managed to avoid the spoiler for 30 years or whatever, 25 years. I didn't know who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah. So the whole time I'm watching it, the first time I'm consciously, you We're know, going to spoil it now. Like, We're not going to spoil it now. No, I'm, we'll not, I'm not going to say it. We'll there might be it. someone out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm, you know, so I'm watching it the whole time. Oh, is it him? Is it her? You know, did did the whole town? Is it an Orient Express thing? Did the whole town in on yeah, it? You yeah. Know? Um, and now that I know. I want to go back and rewatch it where I'm not sort of burdened with that, yeah. and I can just sort of luxuriate in the in the weirdness and the oddness, which I I think I did to some extent the first time. But there's still always when there's a mystery involved, even if you know people always oh the mystery is not the important thing. It's a, but you're still thinking about the mystery. Yeah, part of you is actively trying to figure out who who, who committed the crime. Yeah. And now that I don't have to do that, I think I'll get more out of it, I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, but, man, he does some things. There are scenes in – I think it's the first episode of season two after Cooper – Agent Cooper has been shot. And this old man just walks incredibly slowly. Cooper's lying on the ground in his hotel room. <laughs> and this old man – so the scene must last like five minutes. And there's like maybe – six or seven lines the whole time because the old man walks so slowly yeah. and does everything so slowly and I can just picture network executives going what are you doing? What are you doing here? <laughs> and, but the way it sort of builds both it, it builds tension but it's also this like absurdist comedy yeah. at the same time and, it, and it's I, I just thought it was genius. I'm watching it going how did he get away A. How did he get away with this and B. How did he do this? And then I was reading this oral history and they were saying that uh, there was something about the guy was doing the acting and and they were sitting there going, this is taking forever. And they finished the take and, and Lynch goes, OK, I want you to do it again, but you got to be slower. <laughs> and he just wanted it even – and it's just unbelievable. Like, how do you – how do you get away with it for you though? As a view, that's the thing is you're like, how is he getting? How is he getting away with still well, holding my attention? Right, exactly. And I was, I was standing there fa- because at first you're fascinated by just you're like, this can't be happening. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, I I don't know, but he does it like, however he does it, there's genius involved. Yeah. Uh, so that's your. We got that recommendation. Yeah. I got Bloodline. Bloodline. I'm going to recommend. I have, if people haven't seen that one, I haven't seen that from the beginning. Yeah. You know, the, I know the Kessler brothers. Uh-huh. Uh Glenn and Todd are you know old old. I actually started comedy with Glenn Kessler. Oh, really? And yeah, and then he went into you know become he created damages with his brother. Oh, and, right. You know. Okay. Uh, but Todd used to write for The Sopranos, and uh, so then they became like TV moguls. It's like it was like 
Huh. Unbelievable. What season are they? They're on. That's been around for a third while, season. Now, right? Third season. Third season. Okay. Thing was, but they had these guys had ma- they had uh, you know, like you know ten seasons mapped out or, or eight seasons, whatever. They they had a big long arc, mm-hmm. and uh, they 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 lost the. I think what happened was the killer was the. Uh, well, don't spoil it. Well, no, the killer was. The, the, <laughs> was the the killer of the production was oh. <laughs> a um, they rescinded the tax rebate, you know Florida. Oh they, right, you know, and the whole reason they went down to the Keys. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, why'd you shoot a murder mystery in the Keys? And it's like, uh, you know, uh, oh, because they. Uh, you know, they gave us the discount. It was cheap, yeah. yeah. And so it's it's beautiful down there. It's, it's an amazing uh, place to shoot. Yeah. But the whole thing was the tax rebate made it affordable to shoot this long-form drama. And uh, so anyway, they had many seasons left, and Netflix just gave them a third season. That's it. Okay. So one and done. They had to rewrite the whole thing. I was gotcha. just reading this, uh-huh. that they had to kind of take all their plotting and, and just Condem- mush it yeah. down. Um, so anyway, that one's a great one. And uh, amazing cast. Those guys always have – like, they just – they love good actors, yeah. so they always find these amazing people. So Bloodline's great, right? Um, Happy Valley. Did I even recommend this before, Happy Valley? No, that's the British murder mystery? Yeah. A friend of mine recommended that to me, and I never watched it because I thought it was a comedy just from the title. Yeah, Happy Valley. And I, was I know. Like, it's like, I'm not in the mood for this right now. And then he's like, no, you idiot. It's a murder mystery. It's a British murder mystery. You're going to love it. Yeah. So I haven't watched it yet, but it's in my queue. Woman uh, cop, like in Manchester, England, mm. it's just like incredible. Some you know these British actors, you get these people who are like, "Who's this woman?" You know, and she's in, she's just so good, and you're like, "Well, there's another great actor yeah. that you never heard of." <laughs> right. Um, the fall. The fall is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Right. I have not seen the most recent season though. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the. I think it's the third season. Yeah, the third one. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, I'm surprised you like that. Oh, so good. It's kind of kind of it's very feminist though. It kind of is, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's a little man hating. Well, the thing is, it's um, I, I, it's I don't know if it's man hating. Like it's, um, like I hate the same kind of men that they hate in the fall. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Like you know, murderous right. serial killers. Right. It's not really man hating, right. but I've seen people say, "Oh, this is typical feminist man hating." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a dumb guy who doesn't realize that if you get to the heart of like guys who think like me, you know, it's like. We are, you, you know, like I had, I, I'm always saying guys are the murderers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have a dark view of maleness right. because, but also a bright view. I think it's, I think guys are great, uh-huh. but they're also, they are the murderers. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people who are like, you know, kind of wishy-washy on the, you know, on their, their philosophy. And they're like, well, we're all just the same. We're all people. No, we're not. Guys are the murderers. Mm-hmm. Like they're the bad, like <laughs> they're almost always the bad guys, yeah. but they're also, they also do other good things too. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where, where we're into. So okay. what's that total feminist one that I loved Andy with it? It takes place in, um, you know, it's Jane Campion, the, 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 the show. I was going to write it down as one of my, Oh, um, it's, it's, it's with, um, Holly Hunter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. That know. one, uh, we'll we'll uh, recommend it. I'll tweet it out. Uh-huh. Tweet out the name of it. But that one um, is uh, is so good. Mm. But I mean, it's totally you know, it's like a feminist murder mystery, right? Right from beginning to end. Right. But it's I think it's so excellent. Um, and then Broadchurch is another one. Broadchurch. Broadchurch is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think season three is about to start. Oh really? Yeah, in America. Yeah, that guy's great. Um, Obviously, the Doctor Who guy, David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Always great. Um, so those are my recommendations. I, I think there's a lot of listeners who will – they've never – got to do Bloodline. It's like one of the best – right, everything. Gonna... Everything in the Kessler, KZK, mm-hmm. uh, the um, Zellman, Kessler, Kessler, they, 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 they write and, and they did damages. Uh-huh. And that's all the seasons of damage. So good with Glenn Close. Yeah, I never, I've never seen that. Um, and uh, and then Bloodline. Yeah, a uh, bunch of people have recommended Bloodline to me, so I'll have to check that out. There we go. Uh, Broadchurch, the first season is fantastic. The second season, I didn't think was as good. Yeah, no, you kind of hang in there uh, for that. Yeah, I, so I'm hopeful for the third season, and I believe uh, the showrunner of that is taking over Doctor Who. Ooh, so. Yeah, Some of those guys. It's those exciting guys. for us, for us Whovians. Yeah, we Whovians, us Whovians. Yeah, I love the show, but again, I, I got to watch it again. From it's like I, I don't know. I've only seen a few of them, so you know. Which show? Doctor Who. Oh, oh, oh you know. Oh, so yeah. I, I got to take that one from. Yeah, yeah. This season has been oddly good because the last season was not. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, nobody cares about Doctor Who except me. So I'm not going to talk about. I it. think that, what are you kidding? They're, they're they're passionate. These people are nuts. That's true. There are a lot of us. Crazy Doctor Who yeah. fans. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did a lot today, Andy. We did. I think we uh, we we informed a lot of people about a lot of important things. Yeah. Uh, you know, mainly TV recommendations. TV shows. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so let's listen to us on the radio. I mean, this podcast is going out soon, but we're going to be on. Uh, Thursday and Friday. Thursday Probably Friday. too late for them yep. to, to to figure that out. But we're on next week. What are, what are we on next? I week? don't know. We have to figure that out. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, keep up with our Twitter. Yeah. You know, we we announce it when we're going to be on. Uh, we we probably should be better at it, but but for now we're just we're still filling in, so it's like right. you know it's like fill in time. Right. So things are gonna be, you know there's gonna be lots of good stuff coming, Andy. <laughs> I'm telling people, uh, you know we're we're like we're, I'm working on some ideas. We're making things happen. Oh, <laughs> and the book, my book next week oh, yeah. is my book. It's gonna That's be right. crazy. Tuesday, Tuesday, the book comes out. Me and Dad's for a better America, and I'm telling you, the not, the amount of press this book is gonna get because I'm forcing the issue. Sure, like. It, you know, people are, are going to be so sick of me talking about this book mm-hmm. because I'm going to be in everything. Time Magazine. Uh-huh. We're doing everything. We're doing all the shows, uh-huh. uh, all the TV shows. We're going to like – I'm doing like radio. I'm just never going to shut up about the book. But I love it because <laughs> this is like a real – you know, I, I've seen it happen. Like when Greg does his book and he, you know, goes around and does – I'm not traveling around in a bus like Greg. Right. But I'm, try, I'm just doing lots of media. And uh, I just did an interview with a blog today. It's going to be on all the parenting blogs, et cetera. But if you're anywhere near New York, I just tweeted out Road Trip because you're going to be there, right, Andy? Uh, Yes, I am planning on it. At the live show on June 6th at Caroline's. Doors open at 5.30 and then the show from 6 to 7. And we have guys like Joe DeVito and Dave Smith on the show. So we're going to do a comedy show. For you people who are literally like if in Alaska and you're, there's no hope of you coming, it's gonna, we're going to Facebook Live it. I'm going to find a way to do that. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to Facebook Live so they can see it. But anyway, all very exciting. Uh, so June 6th, if you want, if you're, you know, if you're within a couple of hours here, you know, come on into the city. And uh, somebody's, uh, you know, somebody's going to come from far away. I know yeah. it's going to happen. And it's Caroline's know. on Broadway. Um, yeah, Caroline's on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, the, the comedy club. Yep. Um, so big book release. That's exciting, and it's, it's awesome. So that's, that's our news, guys. All right. Um, Red Eye Podcast with Tom and Andy. Yeah, we'll see you next week.